Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and for the next 25 minutes, we're going to learn about the keys to answered prayer. When was the last time you prayed in accordance with God's will instead of giving him a laundry list of your daily needs and concerns? Please don't misunderstand me. God wants us to bring him our requests and our concerns, but he also wants us to have a fuller prayer life that's focused on his heart and his mind. And that's why in today's message, we will dive into this topic. Rabbi Schneider is outside in Florida, and he's going to begin our time together on being full with his presence with a word of prayer. Father God, we just invite you today to minister to us through your spirit and through your word in the name of King Jesus. Have your way, Father. We want to be transformed. Subject us to your authority and bring us into divine alignment with you. Baruch Hashem, amen. One of the keys to answer prayer is to align our prayers with the things that the Lord desires for us. And one of the ways that we do this is by focusing on the prayers that the apostles and the prophets prayed. Because when we pray for the types of things, for example, that the apostle Paul prayed for us about, then we know that we're praying for ourselves what God wants. Many people spend a lot of time praying for their temporary needs. They spend a lot of time praying for their physical health, for a new job, for a spouse, for a place to live. All these things are critically important. Don't misunderstand. But what's even more important are eternal realities. Because I don't know, for example, if I'm praying for something in the material world, if it's God's will for me to have that thing. But what I do know is I'm, if I'm praying for the things that Jesus taught us to pray about, that Paul taught us to pray about, that the prophets of the Hebrew Bible prayed about, I could be confident that I'm praying according to God's will and that he's gonna hear me when I pray. When I pray for people or when I pray for myself, my prayer life is focused on praying the things that I know are important to the heart of Jesus. And when I'm praying, I'm praying with confidence because I know I'm praying according to his will. See, John said in his letter, if we pray anything according to God's will, we know that he hears us and that our prayers are answered. I had a critical shift take place in my ministry some years ago. I was doing an outdoor meeting and we were out there every night. Many people were coming. I was preaching the gospel. I was giving an invitation after I preached the word for people to come forward and respond. And then we prayed for those that had come forward. And I began to go to the people that had come forward for prayer and I'd say, you know, what moved you to come forward today? What is it that you're looking to God to do for you? And so oftentimes they would tell me like, well, pray for me that I would get a different job. Um, pray for me that I would get my credit card spending under control, which is a good prayer. But you know, as I was praying for people night after night, the Holy Spirit subtly spoke to me in my heart, not in an audible voice, but I sensed his voice. And he said to me, I don't want you to just pray for people according to what they're asking you to pray for them about. 
He said, I want you to look to me when they come forward. And I want you to look to me about what I want you, what I want you, the Lord was saying to me, to pray for them about. So a massive shift took place. I no longer just prayed for people according to what they were asking me to pray for them about. Not that I dismissed what they asked me for, but instead what I said, Lord, I said, what do you want me to pray for them about? Sometimes they'd be asking me for some type of earthly blessing to be in agreement with them about, but the Holy Spirit would cause me to where, you know what? They're sinning in their life. There's, there's massive sin taking place in their life. And they're knowingly disobeying me. That's what I want you to pray. I want you to pray for them that they'd repent. And sometimes the Lord would even give me a specific word about what it was that they were doing in their lifestyle that they needed to repent of, that they needed correction in. And when I began to pray for people, not just based upon what they told me they wanted, but rather I look for what is your will in this situation, Lord? What do you want me to pray for them about? A real empowerment, beloved, came over my ministry. It gets to the principle of prayer that when we're asking Father for that which he wants for us, those prayers will be answered. And when we know we're praying for ourselves according to the heart of God, then we could be confident that God is gonna answer these prayers. And by the way, beloved, when you're praying for God's heart for you, there is tremendous blessing. A lot of times when people ask me to pray, Let's say that I'm praying for John. What I'll pray for is I say, Father, I pray that you would give John the same love for you that Jesus has. Father, I pray that you would burn into John's heart the same passionate love for you, Father, that your son has for you, that you would set his heart ablaze with Jesus's love for you. You know, like, especially when I travel around the world and people are really struggling financially, the first thing they'll say is, pray that God will bless my business. And that's important. But rather than just me launching into a prayer for God to bless their business, because they may not be dedicated to the Lord in their personal life. I say, Father, I pray that you'll circumcise their heart with divine fire and put within them the love for you that Jesus has. That's the type of prayer, beloved, that God's gonna answer. Having Jesus' love in your heart for the Father, that answers every question. We think we need all these things, but so oftentimes the things that we think that we need are not really what we need. And beyond that, beloved one, they're not what's gonna satisfy you. The things that we find ourselves praying for, which oftentimes are just more material things, whether it's the lust of the eyes, as the scripture said, the lust of the flesh, or the boastful pride of life, as the scripture says. Remember how the devil, this is how the devil tempted Eve in the garden. He put the fruit in front of her. And when Eve saw that it was pleasing to the eyes, she wanted it. When it appealed to her flesh, it would taste good. She wanted it. And when the devil said to her, and it's gonna make you wise, when it appealed to her ambition, that fleshly ambition, you know, the desire that everybody has to be great, what happened? She ate. 
and mankind has been chasing after the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the boastful ambition or the pride of life ever since. And that, that's what we're asking God to do for us. I mean, you, you look at a lot of the preachers and what are they promising people? They're promising people, many preachers, much of their ministry is by promising people how they can get everything they want in this world. Listen, this is how you can have what you want. This is how you can have a promotion. This is how you can have more money, blah, blah, blah. It's not, beloved, really focusing on what God's heart is. God is deeper. And let me say again, the things that God wants for you will satisfy us. That's why so many people in Hollywood take their own lives and are divorced and are unhappy and are addicted to drugs. They have everything that people think that they want and need. And you look at the people though, that have those things that you and I think we need and want. And so oftentimes their lives are in shambles. So let's focus not on just asking God for those things that appeal to us, even as the devil appealed to Adam and Eve with the fruit in the garden. Let's focus instead in our prayer life on asking God that which is according to his will. That's the key, beloved, to answer prayer that I'm talking about today. Praying according to his will, and we discover his will in scripture. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and we'll be right back with our teaching. But first, a short recap of our Collective Action Weekend. Thank you very much to all of you that had the courage to join the Taking the Rainbow Back movement and wearing your shirt out in public places. Let's continue to be strong. Let's continue to wear the shirts. We are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. And beloved, when we stand in righteousness for God's purposes, we are making a difference and preparing the way for Jesus's return. The eyes of men are being opened. I love what you're doing. It's so great. Now I can stand firm and just be able to witness again his truth and what his covenant means. Keep going and keep doing what you're doing because this is a great thing, a great deed that you're doing out here. Every time I look at the rainbow, I see God and his mercy and how he's revealed himself to his creation and his covenant. Today, you guys helped me remember what the rainbow was really for. Now here is Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message. When Jesus taught us to pray, what did he teach us to pray? Father, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. How did Jesus live his life? Not my will, but thy will be done. When we make God's will the priority of our prayer life, there's gonna be a power that's gonna come into us. There's an empowerment that's gonna happen that's gonna lead you and I to a place in life that we're living in victory and that we're experiencing divine satisfaction that the Holy Spirit then fills up our soul and we enter into a communion with him in the spirit, a friendship, a sense of his love and intimacy, a sense that we're in him and he's in us that truly satisfies our human soul and the longing of of who we are as human beings, that we're created to have fellowship with God. See, beloved, our prayer life needs to be driven towards these ends. So listen to what Paul said, verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power 
through his spirit in the inner man. Why? So that when you get in touch with God's power in you in the inner man, when you're strengthened in the inner man, not something outside that God's given you, something on the inside that's eternal. Nothing in the world can add to it. Jesus, we all come into this world with nothing and we leave this world with nothing. Jesus said, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. No, this is an internal reality that we're talking about. Paul prayed that you'd be strengthened with God's power through the spirit, the breath of God, the Ruach HaKodesh in your inner man so that Christ might dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded, get this next phrase, in love. So now we've moved a bit deeper. We've gone from being aware of Christ abiding in us. We're now conscious of him in us. We're now in fellowship with God. We've become aware that we're in him and he's in us. This is eternal life. And now we go to the next phrase and Paul says, and this is in love. So we're going from power, as we trace the verse here, we go from power to faith to love. And it all takes place in the inner man. It's a strengthening by the spirit with power in your inner man, which produces faith. It brings you into a supernatural awareness of the communion that you have with God on the inside. And then the fruit of this becomes love. So listen again, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you might be filled up to all the fullness of God. How does Paul end there? That we would be filled up with the fullness of God. What motivates people? People are motivated, beloved ones, to be happy. Isn't that what everyone is searching for? They're trying to find happiness. They don't know how to find happiness, but that's what they're searching for. God has the answer to our happiness. Paul said the result of God strengthening you with power in your inner man so that you can by faith that you're connected with God, the result of that is that you're gonna be rooted in love and be filled with the fullness of God. What am I saying? I'm saying that when what I just read becomes the reality of our lives that we're filled with the fullness of God, you're gonna have what you're searching for. You're searching to be happy. When you are experientially walking in 
God's fullness, you will want nothing more. There's not gonna be a continual yearning in your heart to find happiness. Remember in John 13, we see Jesus, he's dressed there in John 13 as a servant. He's celebrating Passover with his disciples. And the Bible says Jesus at that Passover meal, he, after the meal, he girded himself with a towel. He got on his knees and began to serve his disciples by washing their feet. And the scripture says that Jesus, knowing that he had come from God, he knew who he was, he knew where he came from, he had identity. He wasn't looking for the world for his identity. He wasn't looking for that next promotion to be his identity. He wasn't looking in the mirror to see what he looked like for have identity. He wasn't flexing his muscles to see how big his muscles were for his identity. No, his identity was he knew who he was. He knew he was the father's son. He knew that he had come from God. Identity is so fundamental to fulfillment. So the Bible says in John 13, Jesus, knowing he had come from God, he knew who he was, he knew his father, knowing the father had given him all things. In other words, he was confident that every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places he already had. He wasn't trying to fulfill his needs, he was already fulfilled. The scripture says about you and I, we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. He knew he had come from God, he knew the Father had given him all things, and then John continues to write, and he knew he was going back to God. He knew where he was going. He knew that there was no battle that was gonna sink him. He knew that nothing in his future was gonna conquer him. He wasn't afraid of the future of what lay ahead. He wasn't afraid of death. He wasn't afraid of sickness. He wasn't afraid of going broke. He wasn't afraid of somebody deserting him. He was afraid of nothing. He knew he was going back to God. He knew he had come from God. He knew the Father had given him all things and he knew he was going back to God. What happened next? He girded himself with a towel and began to wash the disciples' feet. Why? He was free. He needed nothing more for himself. He was full of the fullness of God and the fruit of that was what? Love for his disciples. And so Paul's prayer brings us to a climax when he says that when you and I are strengthened by God's glory with power in our inner man, by faith, we're gonna enter into a sense of communion with God that we're gonna know He's in us and we're in Him, that He hears the slightest movement of our heart. We don't have to go anywhere and we don't have to do anything. And knowing that, Paul said, we're gonna be rooted and grounded in love, just like Jesus was. And we're gonna be filled with the fullness of God. This is what our prayer should be focused on. Not more of this or more of that beloved one, but more of Him.
You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, and Rabbi has been talking about the keys to answered prayer. And if you'd like to listen to this message again, or if you'd like to share it with a friend, let me invite you to visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And on our website, you'll be able to subscribe to our daily podcast or stream any of the programs that you may have missed. And you'll also be able to catch up on Rabbi's latest books, articles, and study guides. We have lots of messianic content that will help you navigate your faith walk, including learning about all the different ways that you can support this ministry with your prayers and financial gifts. And to share a little bit more about that right now, here is Rabbi once again. Beloved, I hope you were blessed and encouraged by today's broadcast. The Bible tells us in the book of 3 John chapter 1, verse 8, that we should financially support the ministries that are feeding us spiritually. And in so doing, John says, we'll become fellow workers with the truth. I want to encourage you. If the Lord is bearing witness with your heart to support us, would you just be obedient to Him? The scripture tells us that everything we sow into the kingdom of God for the purpose of extending God's kingdom in the world is going to come back to us, pressed down, good measure, and running over into our laps. And I also believe that when you financially support us, the Lord's going to open up your heart to receive even more revelation from Him through discovering the Jewish Jesus. Beloved, you and I truly are partners together. Without you, I can't broadcast. I want to thank you for your love and for your financial support. If you feel the Holy Spirit knocking at the door of your heart to make an offering to the Lord through discovering the Jewish Jesus today, just do it, beloved. I promise you'll be blessed. To give a gift of any amount today, call 800-777-7835 or send your gift in the mail when you write to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. That's P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. And then don't forget that we've made it really easy to become a monthly partner online as well. Just go to Discovering thejewishjesus.com to learn more or to sign up. And as our way of saying thank you for your one-time gift of any amount or your monthly partnership, we'll send you a copy of Rabbi's Message of the Month that's available as a digital download. And for those who are new monthly partners, we'll send you an authentic shofar handcrafted in Israel with the finest craftsmanship. These resources are designed to help you not only live with joy, fully empowered in your praise of the Lord, but they're also a way of saying thank you because of your faithful support. And it truly does make a real difference. So please give right now by going online to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And don't forget, coming up October 2nd, Rabbi will be live in Jerusalem as we prepare our hearts and minds to celebrate tabernacles. To learn more, make sure to visit our website. But right now, Let's wrap up today's message from our study on the keys to answered prayer with a special blessing from Rabbi Schneider. The words from the ironic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter 6 verses 22 through 27 helps us to realize how good God is to you and I personally. So receive his blessing into your life and then beloved one, go bless somebody else in Jesus name today. Yahweh, Rechechei Yahweh, 
Vayishmarecha Yair Yahweh Penavelecha Vichunecha Isa Yahweh Penavelecha Veasem Lecha Shalom The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Be sure to join us next time when Rabbi Schneider talks about a prayer for limitless power. That's Wednesday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.